Uh, it has been a busy about six weeks now. I was casting four different leagues, uh, GSL, ASL, Valorant, um, Valorant Challengers, I guess is what the league is called, and PUBG. Um, and I'm glad we could finally release another podcast episode <clears throat> that's actually an interview. Uh, the last one was about us being able to actually get back the ASL um, and the support from Patreon for that. So uh, if you didn't know already, we do have the ASL VODs up. Go check that out on the Africa TV official YouTube page. Um, GSL Super Tournament is just around the corner. Uh, and I'll be doing PUBG, um, possibly not just one event, but two events with Paper Thin coming up here. I can't announce the second one, but the other one is the regular league that Africa TV um, covers out here. Um, anyways, this episode is about, um, well, this episode, I should, I should say, is my interview um, with JDCR, a Tekken legend, a guy who has risen to the top in um, the most, or at least one of the most, competitive Tekken regions in the entire world. And if you didn't know, Tekken is one of the biggest games in Korea. When I first moved out here, I would see arcades filled with Tekken machines, sometimes arcades that only had uh, Tekken machines there. And um, it's always been huge out here, much bigger than Street Fighter uh, or King of Fighters or any other major franchise. And so JDCR is, is a bit of a legend out here, and he's also done a ton of international traveling and has really seen the world uh, he's got a great YouTube page you should absolutely check out. And, um, yeah, I mean, this was overall a really cool and fun uh, interview I got to have with him. Um, and I'm excited we can finally put it out. We did it uh, a, maybe two months ago, but we weren't able to release it because we got so swamped with everything that was going on trying to get ASL acquired again after we thought we were going to lose it. So I had to take a little bit of time off to try to put out that fire, and now we're ready to go ahead and release this episode uh, and hopefully some more awesome episodes to come. Uh, before we get started, I want to mention that this podcast, uh, we have a sponsor for this podcast, Far Planet Games. They are making a game called Sirium Sector, and this is a game that has never really been made before. I'm very excited uh, to see how this is going to turn out. It's a first-person shooter slash RTS game, and I, that might sound a little bit weird at first. I know at first I was a little bit caught off guard. By that, essentially, you have a team of uh, of other players uh, that can play uh, from an FPS position, but then you have one person who is the commander, who's playing from an RTS perspective. The commander has a full tech tree, can build units, can manage resources, everything that a typical RTS uh, normally has, but they're kind of fusing in two different major genres and I always think stuff like this is really cool. I'm very interested to see um, what kind of game this is going to be. I'm actually going to be doing a sponsored stream with their game uh, the day after this podcast is released. It'll be, I think, about 1 p.m. KST if you want to tune in. Or if not, we're going to upload the VOD to YouTube. But I always welcome in new games like this that might change the space. And we all know, especially with how Blizzard's been decaying, I think... We can certainly welcome in some new RTSs, and, and I think this one is one that's actually taking some big, bald moves and trying something very different and very creative. So I'm looking forward to that. So if you want to see me play Serium Sector, uh, go to twitch.tv forward slash TV. And of course, as always, uh, there's a Patreon for this podcast. If you love what you're hearing here and you want to hear more of it, patreon.com forward slash Podcast. And that's it. Without further ado, my interview with JDCR. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. Yeah, I really appreciate you yeah. taking the time. No problem. Um, so I wanted to start with your story uh, mm. at the very beginning. Uh. Um, what games did you grow up playing as, as a child? Oh, okay. So uh, of course I play. I used to. I mean, I mean, I grew up with uh, playing uh, playing Tekken. Also, I started before Tekken. I started uh, the arcade culture with the uh, King of Fighters, and then and then so. So when I was in middle school, uh, back in uh, middle school, like 2001 or 2002, maybe 2000, uh, during, during that time, uh, Tekken Tech One, Tekken Tech One was really popular, so that like everybody really like everybody at arcade they played. So uh, yeah, King of Fight, I'm uh, no, sorry, Tekken, and then also I enjoyed PC games as well, uh, online RPG, and then uh, StarCraft, yeah, StarCraft One, and then also there are like all the games called. Uh, hmm, Something like small games, something like 
online game, Fortress. I, I'm not sure if you know this one. I don't think I know that one. Yeah, but okay. I, this I, is like just online game, but I mostly enjoyed uh, Tekken and then StarCraft 1. So that's interesting because with Tekken and StarCraft 1, one you'd play at an arcade, the other you'd play uh, yeah. probably at a PC cafe yeah, yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, so did you identify as a kid uh, more as a, a PC cafe person mm -hmm. or an uh, arcade person? Oh, arcade person, definitely arcade person. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Uh, I don't really know, but I, it's also like I spend more time, uh, you know, at arcade, like every year, every day after school. Yeah. I mean, if you're a kid that's that young, uh. you definitely don't have like access to that much money, right? right I mean, a PC right. cafe. All right. Oh, I yeah, think, that's true. I think at the time, probably 70 cents an hour or maybe 80 maybe. cents, something like that. Something like that. Something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, right? One hour, eight cent, yeah. It, but, um, I mean, if you lose a game in an arcade... Yeah. That's uh, like... Th then the, it's gone. I mean, you've run out of time. Oh, yeah. So, true. yeah. I, but you but you instead chose to do arcades over right. the safety of maybe right. spending time an right. hour. Yeah. Uh, who did you go to arcades with as a kid? So, so, uh, so when I was uh, like seven or eight, my... My brother, he took me. He took me to the, the arcade for the first time ever, and then that's when I first saw uh, King of Fighter '95, and then we played King of Fighter '95 until like King of Fighter 2000, and then that's when also I went to uh, middle school. But uh, but uh, we both saw that uh, Tekken Tag One was becoming more popular, and then so we moved from King of Fighter to uh, to uh, Tekken. Yeah. It I came to Korea maybe 13 years ago, but when I came here, I immediately realized that Tekken uh, uh. was like everywhere. All right, yeah, when, yeah, When yeah. Tekken first came to Korea, yeah, was it immediately the most popular fighting game, or was uh, it was there like Street Fighter and then Tekken and then uh, no, King of okay, Fighters Street Fighter never, never, <laughs> Tekken never became popular in Korea, but uh, I I think King of Fighter was like first game that that got you know you know really really popular. And then Tekken took off here. And yeah. Why do you think Koreans uh, connected with Tekken? Was it because there were so many Tekken machines, right. or yeah, or was it uh, did the game speak to Koreans in a certain way, just like StarCraft connected with Koreans? Was there something about the game, like the style, maybe? There's nothing about Korean at all in especially in Tekken Tag One. I don't know because it's just I literally don't know why. But Tekken Tag oh this is the thing probably I guess Tekken Tag one you pick uh, two characters. So this is literally longer than King of Fighters maybe. Even though you pick three characters in King of Fighters, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you pick two characters and two round and then with with like just ten cent, it's maybe it kind of is attractive to a uh, student. So uh, yeah, that's why it got it got popular. At that time in arcades, I know there were a couple other types of games, like not fighting games, but like uh, uh, rhythm games, like right. music. Did you play any of those, or, I, or maybe those uh, like uh, what's that? Nineteen. What is this game? Nineteen. The bullet hell game. Nineteen. Nineteen like forty-five. Nineteen forty-two. Yeah. Did you play games like that? I I used to play a rhythm game too. Rhythm games too. Yeah. Which, which rhythm games? Uh, so I, it's called uh, easy, easy to DJ. Yeah, <laughs> easy to DJ. Easy to DJ. Yeah. yeah, I played Beat Mania. I had a Beat Mania <laughs> oh, in the arcade yeah, yeah, there. I, know that one too. I didn't know about Easy to DJ until oh, okay. I came here. Actually. Ah, I see. How much uh, Easy to DJ? Easy to DJ was play? like two, two, 20 cents. Yeah. Twenty cents. Yeah. Did you play that a lot as well? Not a lot. Like like, I spent like okay. Let's say uh, I have like one dollar. Then I spend like. Uh, seven, like seventy cent on uh, Tekken. Then the, the rest of the money. Then then E to DJ. So when you would be going to the arcades mm. as a young kid mm. to practice, would you oh. just be playing against other people? Yeah. Did you learn the game simply by simply by spending money oh. and uh, competing, or did you go this, at a time in the day when there was maybe nobody there so you could practice inputting that, the moves? That's an interesting question. So um, I think at arcade, mostly I just, I prefer to play, I prefer playing like, you know, others, right? Uh, yeah, because there is no practice mode. I didn't have a console, right? But uh, actually, I don't even know the extent of the uh, extent of a console. And the, but the, instead, I watch, I watched a lot of videos and then 
I always went, go to the uh, forums as well to get the infos. And then that's how I get, you know, I, I get the uh, infos and then becoming good. Uh, yeah, then mostly at arcade, I just play, 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 and yeah. And then like, and then like, probably I would say uh, like 15, four, maybe like 15, 16. I was only like number one in, my, in the, uh, in my, in, the, in my city, I would say. Yeah, yeah. in so, your local uh, scene. Yeah, yeah, in my local scene. So I didn't spend much money at all. And then, yeah, that's how I played. And you did that just by competing against people right. and then reading online? Like oh, reading, yeah, reading yeah, forums yeah, reading online? reading and then watching videos, yeah, online. That's so interesting. And did you feel, did you find that scary being young and going and competing against older oh, sure. adults? Oh, yeah, sure, it was, yeah. I mean, was... I, I know for me when I'd go to arcades <laughs> yeah. in Kansas City, like I actually didn't realize a lot of people were selling like drugs out of the arcades or there was a lot of rough looking <laughs> okay. people down yeah. there. Uh, a lot of the arcades in my hometown actually are closed okay. either because they didn't yeah. make money, but yeah. I think also uh, they, they were not, yeah. well, there's a lot of reasons probably right. why they were closed yeah. down. But for, for you, I mean, you were a young kid, mm -hmm. obviously you're in love with this game, Yeah. but yeah. Um, there's a lot of, at least for your age, a lot of older guys right. who would, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. gotta be yeah. intimidating. Yeah. Was yeah. Like? There was no like sellers though, but, uh, but the uh, yeah definitely it was so scary to play alone alone at arcade because, like I can feel the vibe you know I beat this old, older guy and then I can see but you know I can see so his his face and then his emotion I can definitely feel it and then that's when I go like easy <laughs> on him and then yeah definitely but uh, yes there are so many happening like this. Do you arcade. have any like? terrible experiences or stories or uh, anything specific you want to share um oh there's nothing sp like specific nothing specific but the uh i just remember that you know you know like you know people bully like young people young young, sure. young people like me yeah that's what happened that was that an experience you had just in your local mm. uh uh arcade that you'd go to or was did you end up when you traveled to larger oh, events did you experience the same thing okay, there's one episode about this so uh like when i was like 15 so that's the first time that i traveled with my friends and this is in korea yeah in korea to uh to uh to like different city like okay so for example i don't live in seoul i didn't live in seoul but the first time i went to seoul to play tekken now there was an online community as well so we all meet and then we play and then we talk okay i was very young and then shy right and very small but the uh at at the so i went to seoul with, with the friends and then i met the uh, the community people and then we are playing and then and then i was like just having break maybe going to the bathroom or something then one random guy was following me and then he was trying to bully me right and then put the uh, like the community like all the others they just protect me you know hey what are you doing over there and then <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you when you were uh, traveling to events or to your first uh, event was, or gathering uh that was uh i was fif 15 15 years old yeah were your parents worried at all about they, you going into the city i think they didn't know that no you just took the train yeah and just yeah why would i have to you know tell them you know that's a good point i yeah, guess yeah. i guess actually yeah right? in korea the transportation's good enough it's easy even a you know really young yeah, person yeah, yeah, can yeah. get on it yeah. oh that's oh that's funny okay <laughs> yeah. yeah so then when did your parents figure out oh. that you were very serious about about, the game? about oh. fighting games ah uh, that's when uh <clears throat> that's right after i went to army i mean i didn't go to the uh, how do i explain it? the army but uh, there's like different system in Korean or Korean army that you you spend two years in the like, right. public, public. Every man who's in oh, yeah, good health yeah, has yeah. to spend about yeah. two years yeah. serving in the military. Right. Then they get out. Mm -hmm, then they can mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. what they want to do with their lives, mm -hmm. basically school yeah. or yeah. work or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so it was it was like 21, 22. Uh, I won I I won like. Kind of one tournament that that qualify you to the uh, other tournament, another tournament in Hong Kong. So I won that in Korea, and then I got qualified for the Hong Kong tournament. I won Hong. Kong. So that's that's the first time that my parents, you know, 
know about the duck game because I literally I fly to the uh, I fly overseas for, because of the game and then I earn money. It was like small money though, okay. But uh, because of Hong Kong tournament, I won Hong Kong tournament, and then I get qualified for the like global championship next year, happening like in uh, two months, okay. But I won, I won that one too, and it was a like, huge money. Like, it was like where was that after Hong Kong? Where, where was the next oh, tournament? Japan. Japan. Yeah, okay. It was, it was like 2010. 2010. 2010. Such a different world to think of. In <laughs> Korea, you qualify to go to Hong Kong, and so then 2009. Hong Kong, yeah. 2009, I won small tournament. I know. No, it wasn't even small. 2009, I won OGN tournament. Okay. And then Hong Kong tournament. And they sent me to Japan next year, okay. 2010. So I won the uh, 2010 Japan tournament. And then I won like 10K, you know, in Japan. And then, then I got the money. And then my parents were like, wow, yeah. are you serious about this game? And then I was like, yeah, yeah. But did they know much before that? Or was no, this they, more like your private life? So, so, so some, of my, some of my friends, they just mentioned, hey, Hyunjin is good at this game. Hyunjin is good mm. at this game. But uh, we really, really, really didn't talk about more than that. Yeah. So they were excited. They were proud when you came back with money. Or was this more of like a weird surprise? <laughs> or <laughs> Very surprising. Yeah. Very surprised. <laughs> so uh, let me think here. Uh, I don't know your age exactly now, but how old were you when you went to Hong Kong? Uh, to 20, 20, probably 22. 22, okay. 2009, yeah. 2009. And did you have a lot of experience traveling before that? Before that, no. Hong Kong was my first ever, okay. ever, ever, you know. Let me ask one more question first before I ask the next okay, question. yeah. Uh, where did you learn English? Oh, oh, oh. So, uh, <laughs> Okay, so after Hong Kong, after Japan, and I started, I started like traveling more. I get yeah. also get invitation from like small community, like yeah. small, small like community, like uh, maybe European tournament or more than that. And then that's when I realized, oh, maybe I should study English. And, I, and then that's, yeah, that's when I started, you know. Okay, so when you went to Hong Kong, uh -huh. even, I know a lot of people in Hong Kong speak English. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the main language there, but there's Cantonese, of course. <laughs> um, and you know you can go around Hong Kong not yeah. being able to use English, but did you not speak English back then? No, I didn't then? speak English. Okay, yeah. so this is going to bring me to my next question. Then, so what was that like? If Korean is your only language, yeah. and you're traveling somewhere where there's just you're not necessarily going to get to use any Korean at all, what was that like for you? You mean as a Korean? As a Korean, yeah. So, traveling mean, to tra Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Then, then. What was the language? Oh. Uh, trying, trying to. Trying to survive in Hong Kong, <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> that time we did, we didn't have uh, the uh, the phone as well, like yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, yeah, right, yeah, no phone, no I, phone. I, I, I don't know. Did they give you a Korean translator <laughs> or <laughs> nothing like that? Yeah. But the funny thing is that so uh, they got the news that I'm coming to Hong Kong. So one guy from Hong Kong messaged me in English that they gave me the like the address of one arcade. It's like Princess Station or something like that. Yeah, so I, I know that arcade. Yeah. <laughs> really. So I went to Hong Kong and then first time like traveling myself and then didn't speak English. But uh, I just looking at the uh, you know, train and then I just go to the, went to the arcade and then there were like players. And then we, you know, of course we couldn't like communicate much. But uh, we just played Tekken, and then they uh, they got me, you know, taxi to back to hotel, and then yeah, something like that. But the uh, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate the ex experience, but uh, yeah, definitely. But uh, didn't speak, we didn't communicate. <laughs> oh, wow. So and then you went to, you said the next tournament you went to after that was Japan, mm. and I guess then even if you speak English, it's not going to be not helpful a, in no, Japan awful, at all. Yeah, awful. Uh, do you do you speak Japanese at all now? Not or? at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I find yeah, it's very difficult to to, <laughs> yeah, to get yeah, around there when yeah. I visit there too. So um, that tournament you went to in Hong Kong mm. was that a, a flight that was paid for by yeah. the tournament? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and they covered the hotel and everything. Right, right. Okay, and then from there, well, you did your military service. Oh yeah, I was right. in the military service. Right, but they just let me, you know, do uh, these things. Oh, great. So you, yeah. you got out for that. Okay. Yeah. And then you finished uh, that. And then it, did you, you, you followed a career mm. of, of going to tech and tournaments. Mm. Was that partially because you liked traveling mm. or was it just that you wanted to prove that you're the best everywhere you go? Or was it a combination? 
I never thought I would I would like I I never thought I want to be I want to like prove myself as a you know competitor no nothing like that I just I always think think like you know this is big chance for uh, for of our life that I can travel literally like for on, on, with a like just a game right and then you meet I I got to meet yeah so many people and then. It, this is literally fun, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, literally fun. So uh, I just enjoyed it, and then so that's why I didn't even I didn't get any stress studying English as well. Yeah, yeah. It, the prize pools for tournaments uh-huh. in that time they weren't very big, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I think for a lot of people in the FGC traveling, especially at that time, yeah, I mean, there's a degree mm. of risk, right? Like right, if you right. don't perform, right? Um, I mean, it seems like you enjoy traveling, so that's just fun. But mm. I mean, as a career, that seems like it can be it can be difficult. Did you feel any stress about that at all? I didn't. I didn't even find it as my career. You know, mm. of course, it can be like my my part of career, like gaming experience, right? But then, like, I don't. I never thought it would be like, you know, my main car- main career. No, not like that. Mm. What what places have you been to in the world now? What place? Oh. A lot. I mean, like, I pre- a lot. Like twenty five, more than twenty five countries, something like that. Twenty five. So mostly what? Asia, Asia, Europe, Europe North America. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Where were your favorite places that you've traveled to? Oh, uh, definitely Europe. Yeah. Definitely Europe. Yeah. So Europe. So it's, so <laughs> there was like one. I got there one invitation from like Europe, one European country. Then what I do, what I did was uh, like go to the event and then I just talk to my friends. That, hey, can I stay here like for for uh, four weeks? And then I'm gonna go to I'm gonna traveling myself Europe and then I'll be I'll be back in few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when that's when I go back to Korea. I, I do it sometimes. See that that's the best way. Yeah, to I, do I did it. it sometimes. And then also I go to uh, I went I go to like another country like and then I ask the community, hey, I wanna see the you know this country. But uh, can, is there somebody somebody that can host me? Of course, I will play Tekken with you. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's yeah. So I I think that that's how I spend like one month and then like two times, three times in uh, in Europe. Yeah. But I really think that's the best way to do it. Oh yeah. I feel yeah, like so yeah. many pro players do not do this. Oh. Uh, Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with. Yeah, this. yeah I, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. always confused by this. <laughs> I've. I've been to tournaments where <laughs> players will stay in their fucking hotel rooms the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they leave. Oh, they, they, and yeah. they might never be in that country <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Why do you think there are so many players that do that? I think maybe they're busy, maybe. Or maybe, maybe the price pool is seriously too big, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back back during the time, I was like, yeah. So let's, let's say, oh, Finland tournament, yeah. So Finland, there was Finland tournament I went to. Sweden first, and then I went okay. to Finland, came back to Sweden, and then I went to like Holland, Sweden again, Italy, boom, and the more, yeah, like that. Was there, I'm, I'm going to ask, this is almost a question just for me. What did you find the most different about Europe compared to North America? Europe compared to North America, yeah. like in general? In general, yeah. Like, was, like the culture is a little different. Yeah. Like I think Europe, European culture is something like Korea. Like, oh, yeah. like more more like city things but uh, oh, america is too you know yeah it's open everybody's uh, kind yeah. of <laughs> an individual in that way yeah kind of kind yeah. of yeah so um you've been traveling to all these events mm. um did you feel like you were representing korea at all as a player and i'm, I'm asking that because mm. Like when I cast events, mm. I'm oftentimes talking about the, the region the players from, mm. the the other players there, what that represents, uh-uh. um, and maybe that region is trying to prove that they're actually the best. I know you already said before that you don't think of yourself like that mm. so much, but mm. did you ever feel pressure being a, a Korean? I mean, uh, Koreans uh, have a lot of pride in being, uh, uh, you know, strong uh, as a game uh, as gamers. Uh, uh, <laughs> never, never felt that at all. <laughs> never thought, yeah, never thought like like represent Korea, my country, nothing like that. But some event, maybe national event, maybe 
probably yes, but they're mostly F, like you know FOC event. FOC event is more like more like how do I say right? More like no pressure, like freedom maybe. And yeah. represent represent my country. That's that, may, that might be too much like pressure, but mostly I didn't find in my career, my job. So I mostly I just enjoyed it. But at the same time, I try to uh, like spread. I mean, I spread. How do I say? Like I wanted to talk about the uh, experience I had. Like so that's so I that's why also oh, uh, I post some like posted also on, on my blog back in like. 2013 12 something like that yeah also also i also used i've been making like videos as well like you know like about the uh, culture and everything like tech and experience yeah yeah i actually your youtube is great oh yeah thank yeah, you yeah, yeah i was i was checking out a bunch before yeah. this uh before we did this interview what about locally i mean here in korea there's mm. a bunch of other great players yeah do you have a rivalry with any of the players like me or anybody else like i would i would say maybe uh you know before not like not not right now yeah before, not right now yeah like when you have like serious arcade culture yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering because like I mean, we're in a really weird time mm. with covid mm. because like nobody can travel <laughs> right, so <yeah>. like <laughs> you're not going to events internationally i'm not going mm. Um, everything slowed down. So, does do things become more competitive when you can only play with people locally? Um, I don't. I don't feel like that. I mean, everything with COVID. I feel like this is this is where we kind of have a break, maybe. Mm. Yeah, and then yeah. Also, COVID. To be honest, like without traveling, the game is not is definitely less interesting yeah yeah so yeah that's how i find it yeah can you tell me more about when uh, you did have a rivalry with players like me in the past and maybe why that's not mm. as important now mm, i think that uh you mentioned me but the, there are more like i mean this in general it's about like arcade culture that we are everybody was young and everybody wanted to wanted to be uh, wanted to of course want to be a uh, strong right and then there are so many good players at the arcade and then also at different cities like Seoul and there are random like even like weird strong people in the down there Busan or yeah. maybe random city random players like so many people and and then also there are also so many eyes watching you and then people also want to talk to you I mean they want to kind of you know so many people you uh, you communicate with and then you share info so Definitely Tekken was more, from my experience, it was, was more like, like on fire. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely. And then we got like everybody, like strong players, like, you know, we get, we get rivalry as well. But these days I feel like, uh, online culture makes it more, more like, how do I say like that chill? Yeah. I guess it's, it's not as fiercely competitive because everybody's just on together uh, playing uh, uh, uh. where in the past it was like you would never be playing these people in another arcade unless everybody showed up mm, right mm. and then because there's a small amount of time you have mm. to prove or to play mm. against these people and mm. hopefully prove that you're better mm. that puts more pressure on everybody mm. where i guess especially with tekken with the online play being pretty good mm. now you can just queue up a game together <laughs> yeah. and play and yeah, you can yeah. take a week off and then yeah. you can come back together right. yeah oh that's yeah that's true yeah and then yeah back back then like i want to beat this guy then that's that means that i have to argue when when this guy show up right right so, and then that's when that's the opportunity that's the only time i can play with this guy yeah but right now online whenever we want whenever i just go you know i want also, I realized one thing, one, the other thing, uh, if there's one other, uh, I guess, I guess like kind of the passion as well, like literally the passion. Everyone was, I mean, even good players, even new players who are good, they are getting older and older. And then to be honest, we, everyone was losing the, uh, you know, the original passion of the game. Yeah. As we get older, I think I find it natural though. Do you think Tekken is in the best spot it's ever been in? It seems like a lot of other fighting games have had mm. um, difficulties. Uh, it does seem 
again, I don't consider myself like a, a Tekken person, but mm. as from the outside, it seems like Tekken is doing mm. better than ever. Do you think that's true? Oh, definitely, yes. But besides yes. COVID, besides, besides the pandemic. Besides COVID, yeah. oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. 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 What do you think they're doing right that other uh, companies are not doing? I think the... I think that Tekken problem has been same that uh, people really talk about the uh, the level of this game. I mean, it has been really difficult. I still find it difficult Tekken effort, even though Namco tried to make it easier, and then I find it easier too. But uh, still difficult for new players, yeah. But the uh, I think that to be to be known to be known and to be like popular for for like for like FGC or even more like normal gamers. The game should look like should should look interesting or like more with a uh, many more many effective effect maybe. So Tekken has Tekken Seven Airflight. This game has like slow motion, rage, and then rage drive as well, rage arch, and then the combo is combo is combo or combo or the graphic is very like how I don't know how to say it in English, but. Uh, the way it looks the, artistically, like the no, it looks game. like, like easily we can understand like what's happening. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. got it. Yeah. It's like Circle of One, Circle of Two. Yeah, Circle of One, easy to understand what's happening. Circle yeah. of Two, like oh, what, what, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I think Starcraft, both one and two have the same problem Tekken does, where mm. they're so difficult, mm. and and I guess that's why people still play them mm. but it's hard to get new people right to yeah. pick it up yeah. like i really like fighting games and mm. i've tried playing tekken and i know if I, if i really had the time i could pick it up and improve but mm. there's just so much you have to know uh. to to uh, improve on it right but yeah. uh would you say you're somebody that thinks the game needs to be made easier or do they just need to do a better job let's say tekken 8 comes out uh-huh do they do they just need to teach people how to learn it better? They should teach definitely they sh- because yeah. I be, <laughs> I've been saying I've been talking about this that there is no correct no uh, proper tutorial in the game right now. Yeah, but they have like they show like like one combo and that's it. They don't explain it. But uh, compared to other fighting games that I try lately, maybe a Street Fighter or maybe a Grand Blue or maybe <laughs> yeah something like that. They they really you know great tutorial talking about the system yeah but tech can sadly know yeah it seems like some of the hardest games out there yeah don't have the right tools mm. to learn right it, from, from a beginner it's almost like right, you have right. to go in this weird like mystery chase mm. to try to discover <laughs> the secrets of the game like right, your indiana yeah. jones or yeah. something um where yeah, it's just something I, I I hear about a lot from game developers. Is should the game be made easier, or do they need to no, have better training yeah. systems in place? I would say better training system. Better training but systems. But if we make it easier, I'm afraid of uh, of of uh, you know Tekken losing its identity, you know, and then. Mm, but the uh, they make it they make it uh, they make it this one uh, Tekken Seven F R easier, but uh, I do think that they keep the uh, the Tekken identity, you know. Yeah, I really like that one. What do you think the future of Tekken is going to be like? Because I, I, I don't know, but I imagine there's going to be a Tekken 8 mm. and eventually a Tekken 9. Mm. Um, it does seem like, as far as popularity goes, Tekken mm. is, is become bigger. Mm. Uh, where in the past, it did seem like Tekken was always respected, mm. but it was kind of an right. obscure game Mm-mm-mm. that didn't... How do I say this? It it just it was so different from the other fighting games Mm-mm-mm. that it yeah, was yeah. it was kind of its own thing. Oh yeah, sure. Um, Especially the previous one, Tekken Tag Two, was too yeah. difficult. Like mm. two characters, you have to pick two characters to start with, and that the even combo system was like, wow. And there's so many things going on with the two characters that was too much. Yeah, but the Tekken, the direction of this game, I th- I think that this. You know, after COVID, maybe after it's gone, definitely I think that the population is gonna be, uh, you know, same as now, or maybe even, even you know, even more with uh, Tekken Eight coming out. Yeah, that hasn't been announced, right? Oh, uh, it we hasn't don't been on. It hasn't been, yeah. but we just assume it's just yeah, a yeah, safe yeah, assumption, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, 
you know, when I was a kid growing up, as an American, I mean, people always admired Japanese games. They were mm. so different from American games. Mm. Oh, right? yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if you were my age, like, the first console you had was a Nintendo. The Atari, mm. Atari died. Uh-uh. The Ameri- and then <clears throat> it always seemed like Japan was innovating mm. and, and kind of changing the way that gaming is. Mm. And uh, I, th- I still think Japanese fighting games are by far the best, but in kind of the, the eSports world or the competitive fighting games, um, it seems like a lot of the Japanese companies have made uh, strange decisions. Like, um, let's say the way N- Nintendo has in the past handled Smash Brothers. Mm. Um, it seems like Capcom has been very... Uh, and you can ag- agree or disagree, okay. whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems that Capcom has made some odd moves in the past with their competitive scene. Mm. Um, but it does seem like... Uh, Namco's done a pretty good job. Oh, you think with, so? With okay. t- I, well, I think so, but if, if you don't agree, please okay, yeah. feel free to let me know. But yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I'll, I'll give that to you now, <laughs> then please go ahead. <laughs> well, I want to know why. Yeah. Why do I think that? Yeah. Well, I guess I always saw Smash Melee and a lot of the other Smash games, and it seems like compared to what I'm used to seeing, Blizzard mm. or Riot mm. uh, or even Valve a little bit, mm. uh, the way they've handled their competitive games mm. and the money they've put in and the way they've tried to make publicity mm. or tried to grow that mm. scene, I thought they were more effective, and I think it's been proven they've been more effective than like Nintendo mm. or what Nintendo hasn't done at all. Um, or even Capcom mm. or, or, or some of the other Japanese companies that we've mm. seen. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to have your thoughts. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, I mean, I was think, I think like... Uh, Sorry, Cap- I know I gave you a lot there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, like a lot. <laughs> and yeah. also, I, don't, I have no idea about the, uh, how they are doing. I mean, the Smash and the Nintendo, yeah? Mm, no problem. But the, I think that Capcom has been doing good, I think. Oh, you think so? Okay. Yeah, because definitely, of course, our price is pretty bigger than... <laughs> Namco, <course. laughs> and yeah. then also, as far as I, I hear, they have also like DLC prize pool as well. You know, people buy DLC. Oh, okay, some, okay. Some, oh, DLC, yeah, got it. yeah, Sorry. DLC. Yeah. And some of the monies, they the income goes to a prize pool of the year. Something like this. Something players would want, right? So, yeah, yeah, they have a system that feeds in to a bigger yeah, event at yeah, the end yeah, of the year. Yeah. So you feel like they're doing a good job then? Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, speaking of, I mean, in terms of this one, sure, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so you're not familiar with, like, what's happened with Nintendo and, and oh, Smash I'm Melee? Familiar. No, oh, okay. Not. okay, yeah. Okay, well, then I'll, I'll skip over that because okay, there's yeah. a, whole, <laughs> go a whole history of, <laughs> okay. of that and everything. Yeah. So um, when COVID's done, <clears throat> we're all going to be able to travel again. Mm. We're going to have uh, events finally. Mm. Everybody's been in, like, I guess, like a little... Uh, like a bucket <laughs> for their scene, right? <laughs> Playing together. When the world opens up, mm. which uh, region do you think is going to be dominant? Wow, wow, wow. I think it's going to be Korea. I think it's going to be Korea. Because, because, uh, I mean, Tekken, I mean, the strong, strong country, first of all, uh, we have a Korea, Japan, uh, America and then Pakistan, yeah. Uh, but mostly, uh, I feel like Korean or Japanese pros they travel more than others, yeah. And then they get so probably let's yeah they have more. I would say it's not like chance, but uh, they have a more you know like opportunity kind of like that. And then yeah, and then and then you know opportunity to uh, play and or win or or get get you know spotlight something like that yeah so uh, i'd say maybe asia japan or korea do you think we're ever going to have another surprise scene like uh, pakistan uh. like that was one of the coolest things right, right, right. ever yeah. where there was yeah. this whole pocket yeah. of the world yeah. yeah that actually had all these great players <laughs> and a whole different approach <laughs> right. and different characters they were playing yeah um can we have that again with tekken i think so i think yeah. so yeah because because Pakistan, you know, people are, before Aslan Ash showed up, I also met the uh, one Pakistan player. I still remember him, like from like 2011 like or 12, 
there was a WCG in Korea, in Busan. There was one Pakistan player. He used a so strange stick, and then, but he played really, really well. So yeah, something like this, you know. There yeah. are also, oh, also I've been to uh, like, uh, Venezuela, South America a few times. And then there, there is always strong players, always. In Venezuela? Venezuela, yeah. Also, wow. I've been to Peru, Peru too, yeah. Yeah, Latin America actually has some good StarCraft 1 players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. there's a bunch wow. of good players in yeah. Peru and in yeah. Chile. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we just don't know, uh, like, you know, what they're doing in the, you know. I mean, we don't know their ex- existence. Right? Yeah, well, like I said, like it's like they're in a bucket. Like they're just they're somewhere else. They're all playing <laughs> yeah, together. They're right. improving. Yeah, but they're improving in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question about hmm. Riot Games and their new fighting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're aware of the new fighting game that's going to be coming out. I'm yeah. sure. Um, do you think this will be able to compete with Tekken and with Street Fighter and all these other great titles? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Riot has a reputation, a good reputation for supporting uh, their game uh, on, yeah, on a right, very right. large scale, yeah, a very, yeah. I mean, a very expensive scale, frankly. Mm. Uh, do you think they're going to do that with their fighting game, too? Yeah, I think so. They also have, uh, right now, they do, uh, so what, what, what game mode do they have? Do they have a main, the uh, main 5 on 5 and then main... The, the League other. of Legends, Valorant, they've got... I mean, in, the, in League, in League. Mm-hmm. So league uh, five on five and three oh, right. on three, like, and then also they have like chess TFT. Right. And then they also, I I think I heard that they also there are like the prize pool of TFT is also huge. I think I think you're probably right about that. I actually don't know off the top uh, of my head. Yeah, I really don't know yeah. about this, but uh, I think there is like there are like <clears throat> tournaments, but something like this there should be when it, when the fighting riot, riot fighting game comes out. Yeah, definitely this game, that game should be, should have, uh, you know, like so many events. Do you think that'll force Tekken, or Namco, I should say, Mm. um, to like be more aggressive in the prize pool or in the (laughs) events? I mean, what does that look like? Because, I mean, Riot really, they spend a lot. Yeah. I mean, they actually lose money, as far as I understand. Well, for the the Esports League of Legends, Uh they don't directly get money from I guess it's very good advertising, Uh but it doesn't turn into money from that, um, from what I understand. Okay. But um, I'm curious if if the power that Riot has Mm. to push... Mm their game will cause a problem for other existing oh. fighting game franchises, right? Oh, yeah. Like, can they, can they, can they create a, a vacuum that, like, sucks the players <laughs> over to that? And will that be an issue for, you know, the Tekken scene or the Street Fighter scene yeah. or Smash Brothers or any yeah. other game? Yeah. Wow. Never, I never thought this way. Yeah, never. I don't think so. Still, but because a riot game, a riot fighting game is gonna be still different than you know this Capcom, Namco, and their other fighting game. They're gonna make it super super easy. They're gonna have a like, yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. Super super easy for uh, casual players. So I, I, I kind of think like different right now that 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 like regular players who don't know a fighting game at all right now. They might try this Lyle fighting game, or they find it fun, or easy, interesting, or they might want to try uh, the originals, yeah? Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see the future. Um, so, you have lived a very uh, successful life traveling the mm. world, playing the game that you love. Mm. Um, do you want to keep doing this mm. um or do you want to try to do something else with your life or yourself in the future i know you've had mm. some downtime like everybody else with oh, COVID yeah, yeah. to think about it yeah. like oh yeah i <laughs> i thought about this a lot first of all my plan was quit the game when i uh like when i uh, was like uh oh that was my original plan to quit the game when i get uh hit the uh, 30 my age because I thought it would be like too much, maybe to play more and then to have uh, the uh, same style, maybe same lifestyle. But it, I, but the, uh, I think differently right now that 
during with the COVID, the COVID, uh, you know, this this uh, environment. Luckily, I'm I feel very happy and lucky to, yeah. to that that I'm I'm good at one game. Then then and then yeah, I can do uh you know stream and then play more than that. Yeah. Were you streaming before? Not really. Not okay. Lot, I was not. same thing for me. Oh, like okay. the, yeah, and then <laughs> pandemic happened, and I'm like streaming all the time. Um, if you can travel again, uh-huh. uh, where's the first place you're gonna go? Wow. I want to go, uh, so before COVID, I wanted to go to Europe with my parents, you know, oh, okay. after whole tour of the year, like, so uh, like, uh, December or January. So maybe after, maybe when COVID is done, I want to visit Vietnam or maybe Europe with my family. Yeah. How has streaming been? Oh, it's been great. It's yeah. been it's been fun. First time when okay. I, the first time I streamed, I was it was so awkward that I still I feel awkward. Yeah, know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like you turn it on and then yeah, I really the chat know. room starts. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. The chat room goes on and then I don't. I, sometimes I don't know what to say and then you know. But uh, it's, it has been fun experience. Yeah, yeah. I understand you've been streaming Dark Souls now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I stream Dark Souls and then of course. Uh, Bloodborne as well? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And Sekiro too, a little bit. And, yeah, yeah. And then. I, I'm a huge fan of those oh, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which one are you playing now? Uh, I beat the uh, so first game. First, uh, first game was Dark Souls Three. I beat it. I tried Sekiro, but I really didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like Sekiro. Either. And the chat was like, "Hey, then try Bloodborne." And so I tried Bloodborne. Oh, I'm in love with this. That's game. the best one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the best, best out of all of them. I, yeah. I think this is the best one. So yeah. I beat it a few days ago. And then now I think I should try Sekiro. Mm. I think you'll like Dark Souls 1 also. Really? Yeah, 2 I don't think you'll like as much. Nobody talks about the uh, Dark Souls 2. Yeah, it's not bad. I think it's better than Sekiro, but... Really? Yeah. okay. 1 is, I think... I think Dark Souls 1 might be harder. Because it's more like Castlevania. Like you can go anywhere. Or like Dark Souls 3 is very... Like a straight line. Okay. And I think that's Bloodborne somewhere in between. Hmm. So, are you going to keep streaming um, yeah. after hmm. the pandemic? Will you will you make streaming yeah. part of your life? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think mostly. It's, I think actually it is important to uh, to have communication with your fans or your, mm-hmm. with your people and uh, yeah, taking players. I agree. I totally agree. Um, thank you so much for doing this interview. I really uh, appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate it. Too, I know. Yeah. I, I, I um, we were mentioning this before we started, but. You were in Azerbaijan. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and I was actually there too <laughs> at the same tournament. <laughs> yeah, but I don't right. think we ever met, or I might have really seen you, yeah. and I didn't yeah. <laughs> make the connections. But yeah. before we close out, um, what was that like being in Azerbaijan? Because that was one of the most different places I have oh, ever right. been. Oh to. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my impression with the country, I don't know. I'm not sure how you remember the city, but the, uh, this is my uh, memory about the. So, so uh, we are. So uh, I think the tournament was in the central, right? In Baku, the capital. Capital, yeah. right? Yeah. The capital looks like actually like kind of how do I say luxury with like. <laughs> it did. It was, it was interesting because first of all, I didn't know about Azerbaijan really me, at all, me neither, and, me and neither. I really think I'm a person that kind of knows uh, about other like other stuff in the world, uh-huh. and I didn't know much about it at all. Uh-huh. But yeah, it, it looked very luxurious, mm-hmm. and I was kind of surprised I didn't know much right, about it. Right. Right. Yeah. And then also, um, there are probably nobody, nobody, uh, nobody traveled to uh, Azerbaijan, yeah. So I was walking, walking around the city, like for sightseeing. But everybody, like local people, they stare at me like this. Oh, oh, like, like, like everywhere. <laughs> so like, I was like, wow, okay, oh, this city, okay. Yeah, no yeah. Koreans like, in that country no, at no that Co- time. No Korean. No Asian. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to get, as an American, it was hard to get the paperwork to get in. I was waiting in the airport for like really? an hour. Yeah, I had ah. like 20 different documents. Uh. And even then, I wasn't sure I was going to make it <laughs> inside. Were you at that, that really nice hotel? Oh, yeah, yeah. The nice hotel, yeah. yeah. I, I that's, can, that's probably the best hotel I ever stayed. Yeah, yeah, that was the nicest hotel yeah, I've yeah, ever yeah. been in in my entire life. Yeah, it was yeah. like a five-star hotel. I can try to, we can put a picture of it in the podcast, but it was like, the entire building was lit. The entire building was made to look like a yeah. fireplace or like yes. flames were yeah, coming yeah, out of yeah. it. Yeah, and the, the view is also nice. Did you go to party after party? I did. You I, did? My knee broke. 
uh, yeah. at, at the well, right when the after party started. Oh yeah, I stepped on a table leg, uh. and like just the edge of a table. <laughs> yeah, and it popped my, it dislocated my knee. Okay, and I had to go to a hospital in Azerbaijan. Wow, I dislocated my knee. Wow, and uh, yeah, and they put a cast on it, and I had to fly back to Seoul through Cutter, <laughs> and I had to get, I had to go to a hospital out here for it. So I mean, I was at the party for like maybe thirty minutes. Oh, okay. But how yeah. was how was that that final night? Oh, I got hella drunk then. You got wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then probably like you know after party the the tomorrow. I mean the next day we are leaving. I mean yeah. right, we are going to back to Seoul. Yeah. I think I got drunk and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a wild time. I'm excited for the world to open back up because <laughs> of all the cool different places we're going to get to go to yeah. uh, in an industry like this. Um, well, look, thank you again yeah. for doing this um, this podcast with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. And I well. hope yeah. in a year or two I can have you back on. Yeah, sure. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode of the podcast. And thanks again to JDCR. Uh, definitely go check out his Twitch and YouTube channel. We'll leave uh, details in the description below on our YouTube. or If not, I mean, just type in JDCR. It's very easy to find his stuff um, out there. Also, uh, again, come check out the Serium Sector uh, stream that I'm going to be doing, this FPS-RTS hybrid. I'm very excited to see what kind of game it's going to be. Um, it's not out yet, I should note, as well, but it's going to be coming out as time passes, so we're going to be debuting it here. Uh, and I am super stoked for that. Uh, also, of course, support our podcast at uh, patreon.com forward slash podcast. And these are all the, this is the last of the backup episodes that I had. We're going to have to find some new guests and do some new interviews. I am considering uh, doing interviews that are not face-to-face. Just because we're still stuck here with the pandemic, I can't get new guests on. Um, I don't mind having a guest on more than once. We've already done that a couple times, but I do have some other people I want to interview that just can't get to Korea. And so I'm going to be reaching out to some of those people, and we'll see what we can get uh, put together here. Um, But yeah, guys, stay safe. Check out the ASL VODs. uh, GSL Super Tournament should be announced soon if it hasn't been already when this podcast airs. And I'll be doing some PUBG in the downtime and also watching the Valorant Masters tournament in Iceland hoping a Korean team dominates because when a Korean team dominates that means we get lots of Valorant casting to do out here Um, as the rest of the country will pick up the game the better a Korean team does Uh, I love you guys stay safe we are at the tail end of this pandemic shit I cannot wait for things to get back to normal I cannot wait to travel again cannot wait to go to events again and see some of you guys take care love you bye bye